Hello, and welcome to Film Inquiries, the latest. This is a podcast series tackling the latest movie news, movie trends, and movie releases. And this week, we are talking the Oscars. We got about o- debut. <laughs> and we're talking about debut. Yeah. Uh, and that's all. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. Yes, we're, we're, we're going to play this off awkwardly, just like uh, the Oscars <laughs> awkwardly play. Fuck off. Oh my god! Oh, poor Joaquin Phoenix. I don't say that very often, but I'm ple- pleased to have back on the mic, Hunter Heilman. Hunter, Hello. we we now reached the crystallization once again of our weeks and weeks of of Oscar preview. We we're fresh. We we put in time and work for this. Yeah, we did. We Obviously, sure did. they didn't. We'll get to that here in a bit. Uh. Hunter, you know, let's start let's start big picture. Going going into this Oscars, I had some pretty low expectations. But um I actually kind of enjoyed myself despite a couple, you know, br- brief things here and there. I I generally had a good time. I enjoyed the the Soderberghness of all of it and the I I just thought it was like a fun change of pace. I was really vibing with the uh, the Quest Love DJ sets. I don't know. I just I, I I had a fun time, even though I would not. I I feel like the what what's sort of the general consensus about this show that you're gaining from like the few people who watched it clearly. Um, I mean, my Twitter. So like, I I follow a fair amount of like awards reporters on yeah. on Twitter because I just they're good friends. I I can't say that I'm out here always like agreeing with them that the oscars are everything i feel like a lot of people like people like those reporters were very thrown off by how untraditional it was and i think that that throws a lot of people off um i for one when it started i would say the first half i guess there were some there were some questionable decisions in there but i think a fair amount of it worked i i really liked the intimate setting of it yeah agree i they... surprisingly like that i mean granted you do lose out on like the standing ovation the long walks to the stage you know those just you know the the, the oscary timing things that just like make it feel more oscary but like i mean over the past year i'm just kind of glad we got anything in person but there were some unsavory decisions made um with some of the things that kind of brought down my enjoyment of of a lot of it i feel like a lot of it was just like y'all just don't like it because it's different i think yeah but then there were some things particularly in the second half where i was like no this is actually not this is bad (laughs) y'all aren't doing this right it's it's a weird double-edged sword the format was nice i think again we'll get to it you know the big stuff the what everyone's talking about you know but um just there were just some some pacing issues some some choices of placements of awards and i'm not even talking about the whole anthony hopkins debacle that's going on right now i mean just like having like screenplay be first or director be early so early on it's just strange it doesn't always work and it leads to just kind of literally an anti-climax like you talk about 
the anticlimactic ending to end all anticlimactic endings last night, but like. Yeah, just... sh- should probably mention, you know, for those who did not watch the show, which sound like a lot of people. So basically what nine happens... Nine million. Only nine million. It's, a, it's St- the first time it's ever dipped below double... Di- it's the first time it's yeah. ever dipped below 20, let alone single-digit millions. Yeah, so basically Steven Soderbergh was brought on this year to kind of help um, orchestrate the show. And it cl- clearly Steven Soderbergh did what Steven Soderbergh does and kind of like... I think tried to kind of sleek kind it of, up. Yeah. Modernize re- it, sleek it up, modernize it, kind of remix it a little bit. And I thought some of the ways that that worked was obviously like it, it felt like a much more cinematic show than it typically shooting is. It, shooting it in like 2.4 to one the entire time. Yeah. And like, having like a constant moving camera that seemed to kind of follow people and sort of move in between the tables. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, this was a year where we were pretty light on bits, and usually I don't really like bits, but, you know, we'll get into it a little bit later. I thought the kind of Oscar was... trivia bit with Little Ray Howard was actually, like, very fun and way more enjoyable than I think most of the kind of, quote, like, hosting bits Why have been Why has no in one years. called it debut bit yet? That's a good <laughs> name. Uh... So... No, I mean, that's the thing. So at first I thought that bit was awful. I was like, this is so bad. Oh my God. But then it obviously had the one close payoff. And I was like, oh, this is what they were getting to. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's And And that's obviously in reshaping it. kind of the show a little bit. It just happened you know, way too late in the night. It yeah, just happened the, in the first hour. There was a lot of rearranging about which awards fell in which place. And I was coming back from a wedding yesterday. So I missed um, kind of the first part of the show and kind of like re watch some of the interviews and stuff this morning. So I remember coming in and being like, wait, we've given out like best director already. And clearly kind of thrown off by the fact that the show's order of events had kind of been restructured. And I don't think that quite worked in the show's favor, but you know, is clearly another example of in terms of the smaller, the smaller quote smaller ones they rearranged. Right. You know, again, I think everything that happened with the best picture, best actor, best actress was a genuine travesty. But mm-hmm. like, you know, everything else, I was just like, this changes the pace, and I'm not a hundred percent sure if I'm with it. But I mean, at least they're switching it up. There's yeah, it was, something... it, was, it was kind of like good on you for trying but i don't think the experiment quite worked because it it, no. it felt like the show was like very all over the place and didn't really build just, in momentum it felt like it felt like a, a stick shift car being driven by someone who can't drive a stick shift just yes. very like yes <laughs> like really quick like a lot of stuff at once like screenplay best supporting actress all that all at once director and then okay now we're in the short films now we're in the documentaries now we're in the technical awards and it's like you have to like hit people with like a taste you got to give them best supporting actor or actress give them one of the big awards go through the awards that only the film people care about not just people who love celebrities and then get to the big celebrity awards then you can get to that you then you can get to the big awards and i think mixing that up i think has had more of an effect on the entire show's feeling than i think soderbergh maybe initially expected in that change um well let's maybe go through some of the the winners and then we can kind of get down to more bits in the show so obviously i would say the biggest winner of the night is 
kind of as expected Nomadland, which yeah, won, no one's surprised. One Best Picture as well as Chloe Zhao, one Best Director, second woman ever to win that award, which mm-hmm. is insane to me. First Asian woman, first woman of color, first non-American woman. I mean, just, I mean, a lot of And Frances McDormand won Best Actress, which, you know, I feel like this factoid has not really been pressed all that much yet, but I wonder if it, this kind of puts her in kind of a elite Oscar status. She has as many Oscars as, um, she has as many Oscars as Meryl Streep does now. Yeah, it's like Catherine Hepburn, I believe, has the most with four. four. And then there's Mm -hmm. the sort of second tier. Three and a half. I mean, she has four, but let's be real here. It's, it's kind of three and a half, but. Well, and then um, we have the second tier that kind of you mentioned with like people who have three, which is like Meryl Streep and Jack Nicholson and Daniel Day Lewis, and that's pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah. I mean, even Meryl's two, like only two of her three are four like lead actress, and all three of yeah, Francis and McDormand's one of the lead actress threes. ones is the one where she played Margaret Thatcher. So I don't even count that one. <laughs> she has two Oscars in my eyes. Uh, so, um, so. Yeah. Proud on Nomadland, I think. Yeah, not no surprised one... and not upset. I'm yes. very. Ha- I was happy to see it get the attention yeah. that I think it it deserved in the in the categories that what, it was in. What, I... what did you think about Frances McDormand's two speeches? Because Frances McDormand got to come on stage twice at once. Yeah. Once when the movie was announced, which was I thought the best weirdest picture. choice of the night because yeah, best picture was announced with. 20 minutes of show left to go and yeah. Frances McDormand joined Chloe Zhao and a few of well, the other she's producers. a producer she's a producer yeah. on the film so she well technically she has four Oscars now because she has so. <laughs> but she only has three acting, three acting Oscars ones, yes yeah. so she I mean she gave that a speech I'm sure she did not intend for that I mean I'm sure she didn't intend to give any speech I think you kind of have to go in especially with the oscars they're so unpredictable you have to yeah. go in and, and with best actress speech. was was i think so of, was kind of up in the air i mean that mm-hmm. was the one that like you know i everyone I, had ev- one four except for kirby yeah. yes so and so i did get the sense that you know she was thrilled when nomad went land one best picture got up there did her um bizarre wolf howl which one of the funniest moments of the night is yeah. just the cut to Joel Cohn as she did that. And just <laughs> like I told her not to do that. I told her not to do that. It was just that look on on the face of like I am the less interesting spouse and now I'm having to pay the price for it. Yes. Yeah, I think I mean I think you really do see a lot in Frances McDormand. It was a really interesting juxtaposition of how she handles being honored for her own work versus Mm -hmm. a collective work. And I think it's very clear that she values the collective, I think more. Yeah. And because, and I mean, granted it was also her second speech of the night, but you know, Chloe Zhao made two speeches and they were both very different and very like, uh, distinct. But I think Frances McDormand for that second one, it was just kind of like, okay, I've already won best picture. Um, this is also my third Oscar. I'm also Frances fucking McDormand. I don't need to do this. Like she might as she might as well have went up there and taken a shot of like tequila and just walked <laughs> off the stage. I I kind of admired, even though it was it did feel a little anticlimactic. Um, you know, I Not I, at I all. kind of I kind of I do. Literally, admi- <laughs> Frances McDormand, the less she cares, the 
I think the more compelling this. Well, that's is. what I was gonna say. I I kind of do have to admire that she basically went up there and was just like, "This is my job, and I love my job. Like I love to work." And then just like walked off stage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I I like anything. I love a sincere speech. I love a long sincere speech, but I also sometimes just like a short, concise one too. I think there's value in both. I think there's value in a Francis McDormand speech, and there's value in a Thomas Vinterberg speech too. Yes. Um. So going down. Movies that won two Oscars. So Sound of Metal won for both Best Sound as well as Best Editing. Um, Surprised about the editing a little bit. I kind of thought that was going to go to The Father, but if it wasn't The Father, Sound of Metal really is that choice. It really was the the correct choice. Sound, like, what what else was it going to be? Exactly, exactly. Um, Nothing else last year came remotely close to that and it also is one of those moments where i'm just like i got robbed of being able to see that in a theater right or like in an imax or something like that would have been a killer but like no but yeah that's obviously not shocking and uh uh, expected but altogether very deserved altogether very deserved awards yes um ma rainey's black bottom won for best makeup and hairstyling as well as best costume design not surprising not surprising either deserved i thought makeup and hairstyling i was like if it's not that i don't know what this award is even for at this point because like i mean what i mean just viola davis and like taylor page throughout that whole movie it was just Mm -hmm. like watching the whole thing just kind of unfold on their faces as it gets more like contentious and hot and sweaty (laughs) and how wonderfully like continuous it was like there there wasn't any like lapse in continuity or anything it felt really natural so good and then um yeah the uh costume design too was great i thought costume design might have went to emma that's what i was thinking too um but I'm glad that they didn't go with the obvious choice, actually, because I'm yes. like giving it to giving it to a, a, a Jane Austen period piece of something that is not nominated in any other category or like, you know, it was nominated in, in makeup and hair, and cost, also costume design. But that's it. You know, that's just kind of the obvious choice. It's like. And I don't think it's was. I mean, I thought it was deserving. I don't think it's as, like, runaway deserving as something like Anna Karenina was, where it wasn't nominated for anything else, but goddamn, that costume design. Emma was like, it's great costume design, but there are other great ones this year, too, and it's more of the unconventional choice, and I I appreciate that. It's also, it was the first, I think, black people in general, not even women, I think black people in general, to win a makeup and hairstyling award. Which and, is just crazy that we are still I mean, breaking these it was these such, boundaries. Yeah, it was such a good speech of just like, we're here, and we're the first ones, and there are so many more of like trans people and indigenous people and Asian people, and why are we still doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, why is, why is this cycle still continuing? But in like, the most gracious way they could, because you know that, you know, again, a lot of these people are not Francis McDormand, they can't come up on stage and make grand statements and not face any i think i think what we're also talking about kind of non-surprises and movies that won multiple awards uh soul winning for animated movie as well as for original score um kind of no surprise there as 
much as we may both really like wolf walkers um yeah uh, i mean score is yes uh, score on, was some... un, untouchable for scoring but in also i really hated when they presented the award or when zendaya presented the award because obviously Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross were up for two awards within the same right. category. And then obviously there was John Batiste on the soul score. I hate that they read Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's names first. And she said it so slowly. And you could just see it on John Batiste's face of like, watch them win for Mank. Watch this not be me. And then his name finally came out. It was like a, a sigh of relief. But well, I was speak, like, girl, say the movie Mank. name first. Yeah. Well, speaking of Mank, I don't know about you. I was a little surprised by the two Mank wins, although I, I know I like Mank a bit more than you do. I'm, yeah. I'm satisfied and quite pleased with it winning for production design and even cinematography. I know Nomadland was the clear favorite in the cinematography category, but I, I actually think just like forget the kind of BS controversy about like the the black and white and kind of the the cigarette burns and all of that uh all of the sort of like aesthetic indicators of an old hollywood movie i think just in like as far as like how the shots in that movie are are composed and um framed and how people are sort of blocked and spatially arranged in that movie i i don't know i i think I went back and watched some clips of it recently after reading someone like make the case in kind of a an an Oscar arguing for that movie winning this award and I was like, you know what, this has won me over. I mean, that controversy aside, whatever you think about Fincher's attempt to recreate an old 30s black and white movie, I think just like he is an incredible creator of images and it's it's pretty undeniable to me how kind of like great that movie looks. But... Well, that's a lovely point, Brenda. <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, you're gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna, I'm gonna disagree on that one. Okay. I don't know. There's something about the cinematography to me that just didn't hit. Just, I mean, it was beautiful. Let's be real yeah. here. It was, it was undeniably beautiful. But some, it just, it didn't always fall into place for me perfectly. It was there was the lighting didn't always get me, and just mm-hmm. I don't know. And something about like doing so much to uh make a film look old but also shooting it digitally in 2.4 to 1 it's like i don't know it was a lot of strange choices i would have given it to either nomadland or judas and the black messiah but i think think of the nominees i thought i mean that was a strong category so i'm not i mean let's be real here in a perfect world newton thomas siegel would have been nominated for defy bloods and won, but Mm. you know we're here um and then production design I am also going to disagree, not because um, not because I'm not a fan of Mank, but because, oh, my God, the father. Excuse Mm. me, the father should have won because of just all of the little eccentricities of every day when he wakes up, when that when that apartment's just slightly different, everything's just a little off. And like it does everything that I think perfect production design should do in that it should Mm -hmm um set the scene it should set the tone and it should give you a good insight into the world around a character and this world was one that was subtly but very effectively kind of constricting and kind of crashing down on on the main character and um it's just it was perfect i thought that should have won production design again mank 
beautiful, lovely sets. Yeah, I can't really argue with that one. I can't it's, argue. It's a say, good example of, as you mentioned, kind of like subtle production design yeah. versus kind of like very grand, lap, very grand production design. Yeah, yeah and it, I can't, I can't argue with Mank winning. I can't argue with them winning on their own merits. I mm-hmm. only have the argument of I liked another nominee more. No, so, I mean, I, I think. And the father was the other one I'd heard yeah. in that, you know, I had heard it was sort of a two-way race between yeah. those two movies in that category. But, like, I can't sit here, even though I thought Mank was wholly uninteresting, I can't sit here and say that those sets weren't impeccably mm-hmm. designed and built and decorated and just from the ground up. So, um, you know, not my choice, but also not my last choice, certainly. no. Um, and then the other movie that won two awards was Judas and the Black Messiah, which won mm-hmm. for Best Original Song, as well as, unsurprisingly, Best Supporting, supporting actor, actor for Daniel Kaluuya. What did you think of Daniel Kaluuya's uh, speech? Um, I mean, I don't. I loved him in One Night in Miami. I thought he was great. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, at least at least that woman didn't think that he won for being in music i guess as yeah. Sia was as a director um I, I just really loved the i also had a hard laugh at the moment in the speech that I, where he was like thanks mom and dad for having, having sex, sex so i oh, could agree and, here's and they the thing. cut to his mom who looked like she his, wanted to strangle him oh, in the audience and that's the thing his mom like his parents are like ugandan immigrants and like very conservative religious ugandan immigrants so you know that like <laughs> i remember i mean that was one of the questions of the backstage thing of like have you talked to your mom and he's like no i'm probably not going to talk to her for a while now <laughs> yeah i loved it because i mean i saw i mean you could see her mouth the words what did he just say yeah. of just like at the end of the day it's just re- it was really touching of just like your son literally has just won an oscar but you will never stop always being a mom of just the hell did he just say it, it was just a great moment it reminded me a lot of the cuba gooding jr oscar win of just like i i mean i've thought daniel Kaluuya was a star before this but just like a young charismatic actor yeah. who gets to have this very like fun energetic speech that's like a little awkward but you're just sort of like man this guy is really charming and like i can't wait for the next yeah, several decades of seeing movies with him yeah. in it. Um, I just thought any time they put the camera on him last night, there was just this like electricity yeah. in the room. He had, yeah, you're right. He does have this awkward energy, but it's very much so that energy of like, you guys are not my audience. Like, this is not this. These mm-hmm. are not my friends. But then you see videos of him with his friends, and it's lit. He is the most <laughs> like. I mean, he is the like the most outgoing of his of his like friend group it's just it's very much so like he reads a room very well and it can you know people thrive in different circumstances and i think that both comes across in his acting but also very much so in just his his presence as a a personality as an actor just outside of that it's it's really nice and uh you know again incredibly deserved i mean there was luckily no real competition in that category which no i was happy to see because i thought a it was the best performance and b i really did just want to see him win too yeah so speaking of great speeches i also really was um charmed by yoon young jung 
speech, especially her just like huge Brad Pitt crush. Her huge Brad Pitt crush. My favorite thing is when she gave Gwen Close a shout out and I saw her last Horcrux die. <laughs> just like, like Glenn Close, like how can like how can I compete with Glenn Close? And Glenn Close is just like, well, bitch, you're the one with the award. You could just see it on her face of like, I've been here eight times. You think you can hurt me? It was just, but again, I would say Yoon Jung. I was so happy to see her win. Also, um, if it it was either her or Maria Bakalova, I would have been so happy. Mm-hmm. And I knew it wasn't going to be Maria Bakalova. I knew she was kind of the fifth the fifth choice of within the academy, but um I, yeah just a great great speech all around i think like she just has like big she just has big mom energy and, she does like, you, and like you could really tell of just like thank you to my children for making me go and work mm-hmm. and now i have something to show for it <laughs> it's just like it's just i don't know i just she's just such a personality and just so like sweet and gracious but also she very much so is like oh thank you so much i deserve this but thank you like yes i'm humbled but not really because i did deserve this award well i think you're welcome for being here my other favorite speech was um thomas vinterberg's speech when another round won um for best international feature and i just i mean i just can't i like Easily, in my opinion, the most moving speech well, of the know, night. I didn't know all of that. So when he was talking about like, like, oh yeah, you know, when he was talking about Mads and like, he really did this, you know, you did all of us proud. You did my daughter proud. I was like, oh, that's sweet. And then he mm-hmm. started telling the story about the death of his daughter during shooting. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's the, that's the story here. Oh God. And yeah, it was a beautiful speech. I thought it was, it was one of those, spe- it was one of the, the moments of the night where I was really happy that they gave them breathing room to give speeches like that. And I was about to say earlier, music. that was, I I loved that. I, I always get so annoyed when they play, well, they play people off. They play off and because of that, people get up there and they start doing those quick rapid fire speeches that right. everyone hates. Everyone hates the, I'd like to thank my agent. I'd like to thank my team at CAA. I'd like to thank this person, this person, this person, searchlight pictures, uh, um, region, like you hate those speeches because they're not, mm-hmm. they're just trying to get as many names out as possible. And when you, you give them the room to genuinely talk about what the award means to them, as opposed yeah. to just rattling off a list of names to seem grateful, you get beautiful speeches like Yun Yu Jun, you get speeches like thomas venterberg's or daniel kaluuya's just mm-hmm. where they really do get to be, they get to be in the moment and they get to have their moment which i think is more important than people gave it credit for because early in the night when i was like oh they're not capping the speeches i was a little scared because i thought it was going to be a night of oh god these speeches are going on forever but mm-hmm. i think what you got in exchange for that was people being a little bit more conscious about their speeches and i think that makes all the difference and it was just a beautiful speech for uh you know uh yeah yeah just all together i I would highly recommend if anyone has not watched it to just sort of look it up on youtube or something like that um and i think while i agree with you in the larger sense that giving people the breathing room allowed for 
a lot of really great speeches last night. You know, there was the one. And that, there was the one moment when it, that sort of clearly backfired. And we got to talk about our best documentary winter, winner, the, the fucking octopus movie. They didn't thank the octopus. The octopus is dead. They wasted a year of that octopus's life. Okay, so have you... I, no, I side, haven't seen side, it. Okay, I haven't seen I have, it. I have to say... It looks bullshit. It just looks like... It looks like a man who just bothers an octopus for a year. I Hunter, I watched... Watch it not even be the same octopus. <laughs> watch them come back every time and it's a that different octopus. That is what I'm saying! It's probably I watched diff- this movie this morning and this movie... I'm, I'm sorry to everyone who made this, but th- this movie is the biggest bullshit I have ever seen. This, just this leave is, them it's alone. bad. Go to therapy. <laughs> I I don't believe a single thing about this movie. I I compl- th- what you just said about like this seems like the entire time I was just like like really that octopus was red yesterday and now it's <laughs> exactly. blue. Like I don't think it's the same thing. And and it's like I when when that one I like I'd heard some people telling me that that was clearly the favorite to win. I was like no no no. But no, only I, in like the last two weeks. Right, and it made me think. So I was like is. Th- is because it was on Netflix, just like everyone yeah. in that branch watched it over. Well, Crip the Camp pandemic. was on Netflix. I guess so. Like I and was Crip thinking, Camp was nominated, was uh, produced by Barack Obama. So you'd think they'd yeah. want to do some world class ass kissing with that one. I have not seen Collective, but I had a hunch just because that is the more sort of traditional documentary well, favorite of like it, it is a like hardcore journalism movie. yeah well i also thought like well collective was also nominated for best foreign language film so right. i was like oh there's something there like there's something a little bit there beyond the surface but then i remembered we talked about it before honeyland last year was nominated That's for true. both two and lost both so yeah i thought it could have been crip camp because i heard good things about that and mm-hmm. you know obviously the things that i've heard good things about time too and that's i, on I think time is 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 very moving i was maybe a little less sure about that just because that's a much more experimental yeah documentary but um you know i <laughs> we can move on but just I, but, but enough about the octopus movie which is just like i watched it this morning and was like this is i, I okay <laughs> well if we want to talk about things that suck shit a um west side story but we'll get to that um but also i finally i didn't watch all of it i only watched a part of it because i just couldn't the best short film winner oh see i haven't seen strangers, any of the of any of the shorts strangers it's on netflix i don't know if you've seen that tweet so it's a it is it is a groundhog day type movie. Okay. Where someone is waking up each day uh-huh. and and they die each day. Okay. And it's a black man being Uh-oh. shot by the cops. No! Come every on. Day. And there is a scene in it where he gets shot and he's on the ground and there's blood coming out and it makes the shape of Africa stop (laughs) and they tried to say oh yeah that happened accidentally okay my favorite thing my favorite thing about that speech too was like trayvon freebrain up there being like you know making like that grand statement about police violence of like we need Mm -hmm. to like stop this we need to like you know take steps to be more like together to be all that and then it was like you know we'll we will be free 
anyway, I'd like to thank Netflix. Um, it was just I don't that guy coming in at the end. Mm-mm. Yeah, that was that didn't that didn't sit right with me. Sit right yeah. with me either. I thought something like the best animated short. Uh, if anything happens, I love you. I thought that was a more pertinent mm. and way more concise speech about gun violence. Yeah, I've I mean, heard granted, that is very very moving. I don't know if I I haven't seen it, and I don't know if I'll be able. I could. Yeah. It just it looks like something that would just ruin my day. But I also know I would be moved by it. But I just, I need to be in like that right mood. But I don't know if that right mood exists. Well, I guess since we're done with uh, me yelling about how insufferable the the octopus speech was, um, I guess the last three awards we have to talk about: Tenet winning for best visual effects. I think kind of not super surprising. I mean, I think both of us in an idealized world would have liked to see Invisible Man win this yeah even though it wasn't nominated but even then considering my complicated tenant feelings like there there are sequences in that movie where i am like i don't know how they put that together yeah and i know that they didn't just shoot it and then play it backwards i mean i know that sometimes they had to but like i know for a lot of it it really did come down to like what the how the actors were interacting with the physical Mm. things around them and that's really i think that's way more impressive because i mean the other the other four nominees, let's be real here, they were all kind of CGI vehicles. Right. Eleven Monsters, so much CGI. Midnight Sky, good CGI, but it was mostly CGI. Mulan, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the fighting, the fight choreography wasn't, but everything I guess else so. was. Yeah. And then One and Only Ivan was like nothing but talking CGI animals. So mm-hmm. it kind of was the only one where I felt like, I mean, there was obviously craft in all of them, but like physical handmade yeah visual effects crafts and like really innovative ways to get around it again you know my feelings on tenant but there was no way that in that lineup that tenant didn't walk home with it without it being highway robbery so yeah i think i think kind of how i said earlier like you know that going back to what you said about cgi stuff i mean like you know, the CGI can look great in those movies, but of just sort of be like, I, I get the effect. Whereas, you know, there there are sequences in Tenet where there's stuff like moving forward and backward and it's yeah. like all interacting with each other. And like, I, I have no idea. And they like, did more. How you and, do that. And that's the thing. They did more of that. Physically and practically than I think a lot of people thought that they did. It's when you go in and really learn about how they did it, mm-hmm. you know, like that you really are like, oh shit like they didn't have to do that that's the thing they went above and beyond and that a lot of the things they did practically they could have easily got away with doing cgi but they didn't and i think it was all the better for it and i think yeah they they got the oscar for it so i think that that shows that shows good good work and i think it's a good um a good honoring of of good work so our last several categories so the show kicked off with the screenplay awards which is maybe a, a certainly an odd choice um promising not the oddest young... i was you know i yeah. was like that's not the worst choice to start yeah. with um uh emerald Fennell won original screenplay for promising young woman so i know you're very oh, thrilled about that i thought I think... it was going to be a sweep i was like this is it this is it it's going <laughs> to win everything and then it won nothing it, else it it makes sense to me of just sort of like um you know i feel like in more recent years the original screenplay has kind of gone to the one best picture nominee that is sort of like the more yeah or just the sort of like more idiosyncratic of the the nominees yeah yeah 
Get Out's the favorites. Um, even something like, I mean, Parasite won Best Picture last year, but again, like Parasite being a more kind of unusual Best Picture nominee. Than well, just more clear. modern, less traditional, like, this yeah. is an Oscar movie type thing, you know? It was more biting. Right. And I think we're starting to see more people within the writing branch uh, appreciate that more than just competency. Yeah. If we can even call The Trial of the Chicago 7 base level competency yeah rough, oh, rough it didn't win a thing. <laughs> oh it didn't win a thing last night but do you know i think i gained two years on my life just from that thought from that fact alone uh, but you know who did get two awards was the father which won for adapted screenplay not um, surprising not and surprising I, either and i fully i fully agree i thought it was a fabulous uh a fabulous screenplay um I also really like seeing Florian Zeller talk because I didn't know what he looked like and he's a little fine. So that was fun. Um, I would like a, a rich fridge husband. An Oscar winner would be great. Um, I know you have a wife, but we can get around that. Um, I did love, because I remember a couple of weeks ago when I was like, whoever presents the adapted screenplay award is going to have a mouthful with Borat. Oh, yeah. Oh, I loved that. I love the off the bat Regina King was like, all right, let's do this. Also, nothing, nothing will ever quell my soul in the same way as Regina King correctly pronouncing Minari in Korean, mm. but mispronouncing Borat as Borat. It's uh... just, it's everything I've ever wanted. Re- um, really enjoyed, you know, also Regina King's moment I, where I think have, she, she could have hosted the whole thing and presented yeah. every award, and I would have been cool with it. She has, I was talking I think with, she found a great way of sort of threading kind of a lot of the, yeah. you know, I think she's so a genuine. lot of people can, yeah, and I think a lot of people can sometimes complain about these award shows, especially in more recent years, getting like grimly political. And I think she found a great way of just sort of like acknowledging. Yeah that and kind of paying respect to what's going on in the world while also just sort of kind of like not not letting it bring down the evening if that makes sense well it's also like i feel like the awards have gotten very like gal gadot coming out and being like the set of a movie is so important (laughs) to a an entire film's structure these are the nominees for best production design and there was just something there was something natural and just magnetic about regina king that yeah. i was like can she just do this whole thing she's just the best at this me and i was tweeting with johnny last night about it i was like can she just do this whole thing we were talking about just how like she really is like her voice is so calming and like measured she's very like this generation's like I think like Morgan Freeman level of like just mm. vocal grace, you know, yes. so much so that she makes me want one of those ugly ass Cadillacs. <laughs> I was like, that'd be a cool car to drive. Not because uh, it, I like it because Regina King told me to Regina King. She can do it all. She really can. Um, well, except for get nominated for best, uh, for best director, but oh, true. Yeah. Hey, they gave her that opening. They gave her that opening though. Yeah. So that big Soderbergh style, uh, credit sequence so i guess we need to talk about how this show ended um i kind of want to set the stage for people do a little bit of build up so best picture gets given out i noticed there's 20 minutes left on the clock essentially and, and so i'm like there's two more, awards, there's two more awards and so immediately my mind goes to 
oh, okay. So Chadwick Boseman has been the clear favorite in the best actor race from now on. We we did, of course, have the like in memoriam montage, and it was very moving. And there's, of course, you know, all yeah, the it was that... moving very fast. Yes. <laughs> What was a little weird that like there were some people we really lingered on and then there were other people that we just zoomed by like there that. were some people where it was like they like stayed two or three seconds on them and I was like so and so like gaffer so and so extra but then we'd get to like Helen McCrory or like Christopher Plummer and they'd get like a second just Christopher like, Plummer bye yeah for real I genuinely think they just did a continuous fade with Helen McCrory in it because just like mm-hmm. she's one of my favorite actresses it gutted me last week when she passed like I'm still upset about it and I was you know I was just like girl this more time. they didn't include Jessica Walter oh that's right they didn't I, include Jessica Walter they didn't there's include, always that one person that they forget they also didn't include Naya Rivera either mm. Which was, like, big, because, I mean, granted, she was more of a TV star, but she wasn't not in movies, and it's not like she didn't have an incredibly tragic passing. Like, it was just, you know, it was one of those things where, at first, I was like, oh, yeah, they're they're really flying through this because they want to get to everyone. It's been a tough year. A lot of people have passed from COVID. A lot of people, you know, just passed in general, obviously, too. And then it went through so quickly, and then at the end, it was there was still a list of people they forgot yeah so it, jessica walter felt kind of inexcusable i was that's, like that's a embarrassing. she's been nominated for an oscar before like and y'all y'all forgot her okay work but you know so in in any case even though we got chadwick boseman in that montage i think I had a lot of anticipation, and clearly a lot of other people did. That. Well, apparently the producers did, too. <laughs> the producers, and the show clearly seemed like it was building to a moment of, like, they are going to announce him, his wife or someone will probably come up, and it'll be this, like, very moving, kind of, like, tear-jerking moment that'll that kind of close out the out. show. Mm-hmm. And Joaquin Phoenix gets up there. As as he always does. In a tux, in a tux. I thought he was gonna come out in like a in his hoodie. I thought he was gonna come out in like a a a milk is murder hoodie and like in some uh yeah just some ugly vans. But when he came out in a tux, I was like, oh. I'm always a little conflicted in being like both amused while also sorry for him and any time in these situations he always looks like he wants to be anywhere else and like he is like exactly <laughs> well a, a nightmare honestly after last night i can't blame him so phoenix comes out gets gets, gets the envelope opens it and reads and it's not Chadwick Boseman, it's Anthony Hopkins for The Father, which I think is a wonderful, incredible performance. You know, one of the world's yes. great actors giving, like, and just, I can't, like, acting and the not, shit out of a movie. And I'm not going to pretend like he didn't deserve that Oscar. Like, let's, yeah. I think... But I, I out loud was like, oh, no. Well, <laughs> just... it, it was just like, well, it would, it would have been different had it gone to literally anyone else other than... Mm-hmm anthony hopkins because it's not like it was like an all moment but then steven young or riz ahmed got up there i'm not counting right. Gary Oldman. if he had done it i would have rioted but like it's not like they got to give up and give an impassioned speech because they would have both been like the first like asian men to win a best actor oscar oh yeah but no Anthony Hopkins was at home in Wales asleep, which granted, that, yes, but that, uh, that is the crazy thing is like, 
what it made it anticlimactic ended. is Anthony Hopkins wasn't there, so they straight up then like cut to like an image of him on the teleprompter, and then it was all of a sudden just like, well, and then then it and cut that... to Questlove, and Questlove's like, I guess the show's over, folks. I mean, and then they it, just write it out. It had big Bugs Bunny. That's all, folks. Exactly. Like, just like it, but at the same time, here's the thing. So I was living in that moment because I love chaos. Uh huh. I love it. It was great live TV moment. Love great live TV. However, the more I sat and thought about it, the more it actually pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Not that Anthony Hopkins won or that Chadwick Boseman lost. I agree with that part. Yeah. God rest his soul. I thought Anthony Hopkins gave the better performance, and I do think we need to give it to the to the rightful winner as opposed mm-hmm. to just because someone passed. However. Structuring so much of everything around that moment of giving him his flowers when you don't know if he's going to get them or not. Because at first, because like you were talking about, I was like, oh, the producers know. The producers know. Because I thought that with when Riz Ahmed presented Best Sound, which on it, I don't like when people present awards to movies that they're in however i was like oh they're up there because it's so obviously like a runaway mm-hmm. category there was no one else who could have won that actor Bozeman was favored but he wasn't runaway right and they built so much off of that so much of it and if you aren't a hundred percent sure if you don't know what's in that envelope you should absolutely not do that shit because yeah. at the end of the day it's not and i mean people talked about coincidences with that yeah how they how producers have set that up before with like you know you think i mean granted riz ahmed presenting sound you think of samuel l jackson giving spike lee his screenplay oscar or you think of barbara streisand giving Catherine bigelow the mm, oscar mm-hmm. for best director first one for a woman and it's Didn't, like uh, it was like was it Sidney Portier gave out the 12 Years a Slave Best Picture Oscar? Am no, I remembering that, was that correctly? Will, that was Will Smith. Okay, I don't know yeah. why I was thinking it was him. Yeah, no, I remember it being Will Smith. Um, but I think Portier got an on, like got honored that year, like the okay. awards, and like I think spoke with um, Angelina Jolie. But like, um, but yeah, and that's the thing. You can have those coincidences and like set those up. But at the end of the day, what would have happened had, say, James Cameron won over Catherine Bigelow or had someone else won over Spike Lee? At worst, it's just kind of an, oh, that would have been nice if they could have given that award out, though. Mm -hmm. This is someone's life. This is someone's last performance. This is their kind of magnum opus. And it doesn't matter if they win or lose, but the fact that you built it up as this big thing and then it didn't happen felt disrespectful especially when so much of the show was built around that and then also have you seen that shit about the nft that everyone gets of his like 3d head in Uh... the in the gift bag oh it's in the gift bag it is an image of him that someone 3d rotoscoped into a gold nft of his bust and it's a giveaway Mm... with a with the gift bags it's just it's just disrespectful. It's like the more I yeah. think about it, the more I'm just like, y'all, y'all and, could have and, just had that moment in the in memoriam, 
we could have done that and been done with it. And if we gave him the Oscar, that's great. But to upend everything, including the just fabric of Best Picture being the end of the night. Yeah. Like, that's, that, that doesn't seem like a big of a deal. But then when you put everything in context, when you take away kind of the like the the funniness of it blowing up in their face, then mm-hmm. you start to think about that's super that's kind of fucked that you yeah. guys did that in general. Like it would have had that payoff, but then it would have been at the back of our mind of well, what if it didn't happen? But then I guess everyone would have thought the producers just knew, but it's very obvious now that the producers don't know shit. Oh yeah. About I the mean, awards. Or even like, I think it could have been less awkward had, I mean, I don't want to totally blame him because like he's, there's a pandemic going on. He is an elderly gentleman. I'm sure oh, he wants well, to be see, safe. Well, did you see that that he, his team pleaded with the Oscars to let mm-hmm. him zoom in and they said no. Yeah. And he's like, I'm 83 years old. I'm not going to sit in a maskless theater in London to give an award for something I've already won already mm-hmm. and all that. I will gladly sit in front of a camera and my home and do it but they said no same thing with ann roth they did the same thing yeah. she's like i'm 90 years old i'm not going or she's 89 she's the oldest oscar winner ever and they yeah. didn't get they didn't let her give get so i i think because... if they had let let him give some sort of even like a zoom speech i think even some of that awkwardness could have been you know or even uh, like t- something t- pre-recorded. toned down a little bit yeah pre-recorded or something like that it, it at least giving kind of thanks and maybe like acknowledging bozeman and stuff and i it, and he did it, do it, that it was, this morning it was the, but it was the speed of, yeah it was the fact that it ended in this sort of awkward like well this didn't turn out how we expected all right well let's play the music shows over everyone it, everyone it, get yeah. out of the, the auditorium yeah. it was like do you remember that time ashley simpson was caught lip syncing on snl and she just kind of <laughs> yes. like did a jig off stage that's yes. kind of what it felt like it kind of just felt like can we just wrap this up i just want to go home like Joaquin Phoenix, you could just tell it was just like, oh no, this mm-hmm. this did not go well for me. And like, I mean, I feel like maybe like, I don't know why they switched it, but I feel like it could have been a little, I feel like it might have been a little bit more gracious, maybe not graciously handled, less awkwardly handled if like Renee Zellweger had done it. Mm. But Joaquin Phoenix is naturally awkward. Like, yes. I am uneased by his presence, so putting an awkward situation on top of him, it's like, oh, this is bad. Y'all should not have done this. Well, I think as we kind of wrap up, what what what, what kind of grade would you give the, this Oscars? Uh, I guess, I guess was, this, was this a success? Was this, I, I guess I kind of I, give it like a B, B minus of just sort of like, I enjoyed in a weird year that we got a weird shaggy kind of like, it, f- feeling like some of the prim and properness of the Oscars was kind of done away and it felt like a much more relaxed room given the circumstances, but you know, maybe the experiment of like rethinking the show didn't totally yeah. work out. I would have given its first two thirds like a C plus. Like I wasn't fully with it because there were some choices like not showing clips for actors or like cinematography, but showing clips of the music videos for best original song was a little like Okay. Yes, I I found I found the not showing actor clips to be very strange. However, yeah. I liked, you know, for some of the technical awards like I liked when they were introducing the cinematographers how they described 
or was it the production designers? It was one of those two where yeah. they described what the sort of like aesthetic yeah. choice of this person was and kind of like explaining to you, this is what this person does. This is what this person is bringing yeah. to the movie. Yeah. And I appreciate that, but it's also like we had a, like a, like a six minute segment of name the Oscar song. Y'all could have shown 10 second clips from these movies. Right. You could have. You had the time to. You cut the musical performances and you added some things we genuinely didn't need. So I think y'all can maybe like balance that out a little bit later. But, you know, I would give it that. I mean, everything with that ending, though, the ending was an F fully. Mm -hmm. I mean, failure. Um, At the end of it, I'd give it like a D plus. It's like I liked the format. I liked the um I liked the intimacy of it. I don't know if I would do it in Union Station again because apparently a lot of homeless people got displaced and a lot of people couldn't like really um travel Ooh. properly in LA, which it was like, why would y'all do that? Just do it in the lobby of the Dolby Theater or something. But, you know, it that taking that context away from it i did like the format of it i liked the Mm -hmm. way it was shot i liked a lot of the ways that it was edited other than the clips and you know i think some of the 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 awards order sans the big scandal were a little off there were just little things in there Mm -hmm. but there was a lot i liked i would not mind if they never went back to like massive you know five thousand theater I would I'd be, cool I'd be with... fine if we instead of you know let's play the ET theme for like the eighth year in a row we just had like we're dropping Jay Dilla samples yeah between. or just <laughs> like, like I enjoyed that or just like thank you for your rousing um your rousing speech about uh about soul blah, 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 blah. working yeah, exactly. nine to five I was like that's so weird this is there he's choosing chaos I love that. And it's just, it's just, it, it was weird, but there were weird parts of it I liked, but there was, I would say, equal, if not more amounts of things that just didn't rub me right. Mm-hmm. And I think the big kind of, the the big picture of it all, and I, the the big thing of it with Chadwick, with, with them positioning Chadwick Boseman as this, like, martyr figure that they don't even get to honor is... Mm-hmm weird and exploitative and like it it brought down the whole night of what was albeit a mixed bag but a very unique mixed bag and i will always accept that i will always accept people doing something new over the same old thing well before we wrap things up you got 30 seconds give us your your moral combat takes oh okay um so i actually haven't really like talked about this that much because i haven't been able to put my thoughts together with it because i've just been sitting with it um i thought it was excellent i love so i i am watching this more less as a film critic and more as a gamer so um that automatically puts me at a little bit more of a chance to like it but i really liked it i'm not i i i like the original 95 film i think it's all right I don't like that it's PG-13. I don't. I thought the fight choreography was good. It's silly. And I think this new one is, is, is just as silly, but it is so over-the-top violent. The fight choreography is great. The characters, I think, are a little bit more down path than the original, even if they don't include all of the, the a lot of the big names in there that they do tease for later. And um, yeah, I do think it could have used a little bit more fleshing out. I thought the humor was a little bit weird, and I thought the protagonist, Cole, who is not a character in the game, um, 
was a little a little dull compared to like something like Alice from the Resident Evil movies where it's like she's not a character in the game but she's compelling so we're cool mm-hmm. with that. Luckily, it's making a shit ton of money on top of it doing really well on HBO Max. So, um hopefully we will see a sequel with some uh more building on that. Hopefully and hopefully some good casting for Johnny Cage. I am putting my hat in. I hope Rafael Casal gets really ripped for it. I think he'd be a good Johnny Cage, but we'll see. Um, I, overall, I really liked it. I think a lot of people are being way too harsh on it, but also at the same time, I know that they don't have the connection to it in the same way that okay. I do. It's great. Well, it's it. watch it. Just watch it. It's fun. Okay. It's fun movie. Well, I hope that any potential sequel has uh, Glenn Close dancing to the butt. Um, so. <laughs> um, here's the thing. She needs to be in a Transformers movie because now Anthony Hopkins and Frances McDormand won. So, but also, Glenn Close can come out here playing Sindel. I want to see her with that hair. Watch her win the Oscar for that. After all uh, this, she wins an Oscar for Mortal Kombat 2. Mm-hmm.